Back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and uh, we've got our fourth part for Obi Wan Kenobi, our after show. We've been uh, diving into all these uh, details about the plot, about the character arcs, just getting into the breakdown of uh, each of these episodes coming out for the miniseries. Well, it might not turn into a miniseries, it might actually be an extended series that we may get a season two, but uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh, today we've got a few voices joining us in the Escape Pod. We've got our co-host Blake, and uh, our returning voices Bryce and Darian, and we have a new voice on the show. His name's Ethan, and uh, we're all going to be chatting about Obi Wan Kenobi Part Four. So let's get into it. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. All right, part four. Part four. <laughs> it should What's be up, titled, Evans? Leia is still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You know, by now I was thinking that she'd be gone, but uh, I, I guess not. I thought the show was called Riva. <laughs> watching the wrong one? Oh, man, yeah. yeah. You're watching the wrong series. <laughs> Riva, a Star Wars story. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, we're, I'm jumping ahead too much, but what a what a tease when Vader came in there. Yeah, I got excited for that. There's so much, so many parallels between this episode and Jedi Fallen Order. It was kind of there is. It was yeah. kind of. I almost feel like they're ripping it off too much. Yeah, felt like yeah, it was yeah, basically yeah. the same thing, but no, I, I, I I get you. Yeah, have, have you guys have you guys all played Fallen Order? Uh, I have not. not. Gotcha. Yeah, I did. I played played it through uh, not too long ago. Yeah, it's a good game. I'm glad yeah. they're using the uh, the settings and the uh, like. It's such a cool world. Um, yeah, it is. The heck yeah. That water moon is called. I already forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nur, yeah. You would think though. Yeah, because this, this is after Jedi Fallen Order. It is. Yeah, years later. Yeah. You think they would have? Oh yeah. Like, you know, stiffen security for Jedi who swim in, break in, right? Yeah, you, you'd think so. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, you know, bringing it up, I mean, it's uh, uh, the, even the way that Obi-Wan enters the base, it was exactly the same as, yeah. as Cal Kestis. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it goes through like the water? Yeah, it goes through the underwater door. Uh, very similar to Spy Kids. Yeah, sneak out of the water, like you kind of crest the water and then assassinate one stormtrooper and sneak in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that they just replaced that stormtrooper. Like he, he like, you know, like just his, got his, his fresh new job. Yeah, for stay gonna be the and like, job on site. Like, 
I, I don't want to jump ahead, <laughs> but the window cleaner just finished putting in that new glass in the tunnel. <laughs> it's like, ah, finally. Yeah. I was half expecting them to escape the exact same way Cal Kestis did. Just like breaking the glass and getting out like Bryce was kind of saying there. You know, it's funny. I remember how he enters the base. I can't remember how he, how he gets out in the game. It's been a little while since I played. Yeah, you break the glass and then you, you swim out, I think. Oh, okay. All right. It's uh, when Vader's Not chasing where Vader you. Broke, yeah, yeah, Vader broke the mm-hmm. glass, right? Yeah. Oh, Vader breaks glass. Okay. All right. Out of the window, right? And you just yeah. swim out. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, where do we want to start? There's a lot of cool stuff. There is, yeah. I mean, we may as well just start from the top and kind of make our way through. Uh, there's a decent amount of stuff here, but I just want to start out. Let's just go around. We'll start with you, Blake. Um, initial thoughts of this episode. I mean, it's four out of six. You know, how many Bantha points you give this? Hmm. <laughs> I really liked exploring the uh, the Inquisitor's temple, and I love the spoilers revealed that we found out the first. This is the first time we ever see this. this is actually a tomb. I'm really curious more about that. And there are all these looks like Jedi and maybe ancient Jedi, yeah, or some sort of Force wielders, and they're all frozen in amber. Exactly from Jurassic Park. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you can extract your DNA. And like, yeah, they like clone Jedi, I guess. Yeah, they timed it perfectly yeah. with the release of the new Jurassic movie. Man, how Welcome many attempts did it take the them to Jedi get Snoke Park. right? <laughs> Welcome to the Jedi Park. <laughs> just like old ass Jedi just walking around everywhere. <laughs> just, <laughs> just meditating and relaxing. Yeah. Being yeah. boring. Yeah. Floating rocks. Yeah, that part was great. What cool world building. That was awesome. And I loved uh, Ewan McGregor's acting there too. Like he looked genuinely shocked and concerned that he like he uh, uncovered this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bryce, what did you think of this? Yeah, of course I love that uh, that that scene was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um uh what else? I, I actually kind of enjoyed the interactions between um the what is she? Seventh sister or third sister? Third. Third. Her name's her name's Ray, Reva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I really liked her interactions with uh with young Leia. I, I thought it was like mm-hmm. I thought it was like kind of interesting to see like a child kind of almost being tortured by a Sith. <laughs> like it's pretty. Yeah, it's uh, pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Darian, what, what's your lowdown on this? Um, I think so far I kind of thought this series is going to take a different turn than it is going like i'm kind of disappointed in the whole last storyline if i'm being honest but considering that's what it is i did somewhat enjoy the episode i liked is it the inquisitorious is that what this mm-hmm. structure is called this triangle structure yeah fortress inquisitorious fortress yeah. okay that's a weird name but yeah no I definitely um that was really cool and the tomb thing like you said blake looking forward to like learning more about that would have liked to see a little more darth vader um, if I'm being honest, because I love Darth Vader and I really look forward to seeing him in the series. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd give it like a, a seven, maybe six or a seven yeah. out of 10. Nice, nice. Ethan, what are your thoughts on this one? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I would give it probably around a three or a four, to be honest. Uh, a lot of things in this episode I didn't like. Um, I just thought that there's a lot of kind of goofy scenes. I didn't really like the fact that Reva's interrogating like a 10 year old. Uh, <laughs> like, entire Rebel alliances. Um, and then, like, the whole little like fight scene with the uh, undercover Imperial lady, Tala, I think that's her name. 
mm-hmm. uh, like slapping the stormtrooper's helmet, and then he's like out for ten seconds, and then choking out a guy behind like four <laughs> imperial officers, like no sound. Just just found it a little kooky, I guess. Yeah, so I don't know. I thought I thought those were kind of kind of weird. Um, again, like I think too much screen time for Reva, uh, not enough Vader, and then like the whole Vader end scene with her, where he said like, "Okay, you had your chance. Now, like, you know what's gonna happen when you fail." And then he lets her down gently after, like, not doesn't even kill a stormtrooper, doesn't do anything like to get his anger out. I just thought that that was like pretty out of character for him, but. Mm. Again, there was other things in this episode that I liked too. Like I liked seeing the um, all the Jedi kind of held in that whatever Jurassic Park syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I like seeing uh, Obi Wan Kenobi kind of get his Force abilities back a little bit and just like yeah, more, so. yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, there are things I liked, but yeah, I was pretty disappointed. I had high, higher expectations for this. That's fair. You know, a lot of people probably share that opinion. You know, a lot of a lot of Star Wars fans out there, and uh, I'm sure between all of us here, I'm, you know, they'll, they'll hear something they can relate to. For me personally, uh, I'm just going to bring it up because, uh, uh, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Um, seeing Obi-Wan finally use some actual Force powers was, was, was great, uh, and uh, seeing some more action from him that wasn't incompetent. <laughs> uh yeah but but it was it was it was awesome to, to see that it was awesome to see the the jedi tomb and um i i actually really i'll just throw it out there because no one's mentioned it yet um i love seeing finally who uh, uh o'shea jackson jr is playing um which is a character by the name of uh roken uh you know we all know him as ice right. cube son in real life and uh really know, was, uh, oh yeah. i thought he looked like ice cube too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so he actually played young ice cube in straight out of compton and and i, I quite Man. enjoyed that movie a lot and and so i was really curious when he got casted i was like who the heck is he playing like you know i can't even imagine him in star wars i mean i, yeah. I just know him as like the guy who plays his father in the movie that yeah. his father produced now you know? you know him as the reluctant rebel. Now I know him as a guy who was married to a Jedi that ended up getting killed. So uh, there that's we go. True. Yeah. Or someone that's just force sensitive. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she he said it was a Jedi, and I have some suspicions oh. I'll bring up in a bit. But um, yeah, let's let's start off with the top here. So we get a similar moment cool. of uh, of a helpless Obi Wan waking up in a back to tank, much like Luke Skywalker in uh, Empire Strikes Back. And uh, we get a good look at these burns on his arm uh, and his, uh, his memories of the encounter with Vader that just haunt him in this moment. Um, what a good way to start off the episode, you know, picking up things with the last one left off. I really like that scene. Yeah, and the parallel between them now, right? Because they've both been mm-hmm. burned. Yeah, yeah, Obi-Wan kind of experiencing a little. It was shot really well. Hey, I was just bouncing between it was, the both yeah. and the back to tanks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we also get uh, an interrogation scene with young Leia, uh, which we, we brought up just now and, um, you know, begs the question how this whole thing is, is going to resolve with the continuation of the uh, story that Leia and Bale still keep their cover as Imperial senators uh, right up until the Battle of Scarif. Yeah, because Reva even openly says with like rebels sympathizers, right? Yeah, yeah, or Jedi sympathizers, right? And and it's like, well, if they're being, um, I guess, looked upon already as an enemy, this is 10 years before they're finally outed as part of the rebellion. Um, how is the story supposed to resolve? Well, right? this was my, something I was thinking about. Is Bale even alive at that point? Because <clears throat> do, do we know if he's alive during A New Hope when the Alderaan's blown up? Or even during Rogue One? 
I think he yeah. dies on yeah, he's on Elrond because he he's he's in Rogue One, right? So he, he oh, you're right. There yeah. is that very brief cameo. Yeah, and he actually says, "I think he's going to Alderaan for they something." They wrote themselves into a corner, didn't they? He actually gets hit directly by the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. They were aiming directly at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, don't you are are you guys curious about this? Because I mean, this is ten years prior to that event. So I mean, like I I, I just thought it was a little weird that you know Leia's being put in this spotlight of like you and your father are like you know Jedi sympathizers, and yet they still go ten years with their cover as as imperial senators even though they're kind of working for the rebellion like they still manage to keep that job for the next 10 years that's a long time unless reva is the only one who knows that at this point and then she gets killed maybe well, that's the thing like reva knows a lot like in too the, much i don't remember what episode it was episode two i think like at least in the comics from what i know anyone who knows that anakin is darth vader darth vader like completely like executes him right away because he hates mm-hmm. the fact that he is associated with that name. Mm-hmm. But then, Except like, for Tarkin. Yeah, Tarkin, yeah. Um, but then, like, Reva knows who he is. Like, she tells Obi-Wan. And then now there's that big plot hole with, like, Leia, too, where, um, you know, in A New Hope, she's like, years ago you served with my father in the Clone Wars. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, she's talking as if she doesn't know him, but she kind of indirectly knows him. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think my my Reba answer to that is that's her... why he goes by Ben because he never actually calls himself Obi Wan in the series to her. That's the thing, but Reba calls Ben Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and then he asso- she associates that name to Leia. So then there's kind of a plot hole there, right? So now yeah. she knows that Ben is Obi Wan Kenobi. So I don't really understand how that works either. That was that was something I I wrote down in my notes that that her um, introduction to. Uh, obi-wan or her message that she sends to him um is very impersonal when you start to consider the events of this series right and um it's almost as if the message she sends to obi-wan on tatooine is is that it's uh on her father's behalf which is the only reason that i can now kind of try to make sense of why she introduces herself the way she does in a very impersonal way saying that reminding obi-wan that he's served her father right and that's the only thing because i mean it is 10 years she was a really young kid i don't know if all of us can think back 10 years to the age that we mm-hmm. were at and the memories we have left of that time that yeah, we were alive but if, but if you were 10 exactly. years old and you were kidnapped by an evil sith sorceress i think you'd remember it yeah yeah yo, for sure yeah for sure <laughs> it's just like i'm just trying to picture though like if i if i look back 10 years like Someone who I was maybe around for a very condensed amount of time, but for a very like important time, um, how would I um, reintroduce myself to that person ten years later, right? Or how how would that conversation go? Um, and I, you know, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be kidnapped and have that person be the savior of that you know situation. But uh, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like there is a certain way of like looking at the chronology of events and go like, okay, that's definitely a plot hole. But then when you start to consider all these other things, it's like, can we let it slide? And uh, we, don't know, we don't know the ending yet either. Right. We don't know the ending. Maybe and, the and, man in black show up and they wipe a memory. Right. And yeah. That's and that's right. kind of why I say like the impersonal way of, you know, bringing her father into the conversation. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I, this is one thing that's always bothered me is with clone wars. We see Anakin and Duke go at it all the time. And then in revenge of the Sith, he kind of throws that little throwaway line about my powers have doubled since the last time we met count. And now we know that was three days ago. It's like, dude, when was that? Was that last week? 
Was that two weeks ago? <laughs> you know? Anakin, Anakin says that every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, in Revenge yeah. of the Sith, he's like, my powers have quintupled. He's <laughs> toppled since the last time we Well said. Goku's like, sure, 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 whatever. It's yeah. Fine. Um. There was uh, there was an interesting uh, planet that presents itself uh, in this episode, uh, which prominently makes its way into the canon, going from an original EU comic background. Maybe Bryce, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I, I actually don't. What, which planet was this? It was Jabim, which is the final planet oh, yeah, in the Jabim, path. Yeah. yeah, so there's a yep. big, huge event that happens during the old EU Clone Wars in the Dark Horse comics. Uh, which mm. featured a, a battle that happened on Jabim with Obi-Wan and Anakin leading a, an assault on the planet. And, um, you know, now that's not canon anymore, but, of course, um, the Battle of Jabim is, like, is like supposed to be this huge thing. And uh, it's, just, it's just interesting that the planet hasn't really been solidly introduced to the canon until now. Technically, it was. It made an appearance in, like, an IDW Kids Star Wars Adventures comic in 2017, Nobody reads those, even, even though I, they I are do. canon. <laughs> you do? Okay. What a hero. Um, before before that, every night. Yeah. It was also included in the FFG's RPG for The Force Awakens, but that's not really canon stuff. So um, I just thought it was kind of neat. And uh, I, I, I thought I had suspicions, Bryce, that you might know Jabim. I mean, you're the, you're the EU guy around here, so... Um, there was a, I think it's like one of the, it was like a pretty bloody battle, right? Like it's yeah. one of the battles where does, does the Republic actually lose? I, I think it was something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was some, yeah. some dark stuff that happened. Yeah. I remember cause I, I was just reading through the, some of the comics, including some of the Clone Wars ones. And I think there's like a very like vicious battle where, you know, you don't usually see like the Republic having to like, you know, pack up and leave and everything's blowing up and all the Jedi are dead. So <laughs> It's like, yeah, it was like a pretty yeah. uh, dark comic. Yeah. Yeah. So what a turn of events to use that planet as um, yeah. the saving grace for a lot of these Jedi making their way through uh, the path, which is essentially just an underground railroad for um, smuggling Jedi to freedom. Essentially. Uh, I just thought the irony was, was um, it was a good choice of planet to have that. You I know. bet Joe Palps is aware of this, and then he's going to collect all the Jedi on Jabim and then blow it up. <laughs> Maybe Death Star, That's victim right. number four, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Roken, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, married to an unnamed Jedi who survived the Purge and was later killed by Inquisitors. Uh, perhaps we will see the story unfold at some point. I don't really know. Um, might be a cool story to revisit later. Uh, but he hates the Empire as much as anyone and agrees to help Obi-Wan infiltrate Nur. Uh, he also refers to Obi-Wan as General, which I thought was a nice little nod yeah. to his respect for Obi-Wan's status during the war. There's a lot of I thought he, cha he changed his mind real quick, hey, though. Yeah. Ethan and I <laughs> noted that. He's like, I'm not helping you. All right, look, if you want my help, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it was almost like one of those classic like RPG GM kind of like this is what we need to do to move the story along sort of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to roll your check. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh, you failed the check. It's this hard note. Someone else rolls the check. Okay, you got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, just a yeah. simple pass fail check. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just try again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Fortress Inquisitorious, we talked about this in the What Happened episode for the Inquisitors, um, and uh, it's mentioned, uh, it was a bit of a throwaway line by one of those 
uh, people in the uh, conversation when they on Jabim um, that they had some T-47s just in the back, uh, which were meant for hauling sewage. And I thought that was a really interesting way to describe what's later used as the snow speeder for the rebellion. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so this vehicle is actually just a piece of junk. It's just later they kind of make it useful. Why do you make ships for hauling sewage have blasters on them? I don't know. That's the th- I was a little curious about that, too. I was like, sewage would give off methane. Yeah. Wait, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Are those the same ships, like, on Hoth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah T-47 snow speeders. Okay. Yeah. They're probably modified with blasters on them, right? I, I don't think, like, most... Because they're simple speeders, right? You yeah. probably buy them stock from a company and they don't come with anything. Right. I would assume. Because they're not military vehicles, right? Civilian. So those tow hooks are for hanging around for towing sewage. It's kind of a kind of an interesting concept. I mean, it's almost like buying a garbage truck and then turning it into like a military tank transport. So that means the Imperial's strongest tank is destroyed by garbage trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the walkers. Yeah. <laughs> See them rope and some garbage trucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but I thought the CGI for the uh, speeders looked kind of odd. It was bad. Brutal. Yeah, it yeah. was really bad. Anytime you have a ship in Star Wars that's like hovering, it looks really wrong. Because you, you <laughs> yeah. like you never see like those speeders never move like that. You know, when you see them yeah. in Empire, they're they're planes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They're they're moving via like momentum. Mm-hmm. And you're like if they stop, they just fall to the ground. Right. So to see one like hovering and then like the, yeah, the angles were kind of like janky. And the worst part about that is it made uh, the N64 Rogue Squadron game (laughs) non-canon because you can't stop in them. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You can go. Yeah. So, um, well, we've, uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about the interrogation with Leia and, uh, you know, the pros and cons that come out of that. But uh, Leia in her young age, one thing that I was like, impressed with greatly was just how well they maintained her character because she knows how to navigate Rave's deception really well and for someone who's 10 years old i was like dang like this is exactly i think what leia would be like you know if she was 10 years old like it just like props to the actress who plays her because and that might also explain why when vader interrogates her on the death star he chooses to use the interrogation droid instead of the force mm. right yeah i mean failed with Riva, yeah, maybe, maybe that's, exa- that's a great point. Maybe it brings up her, like, her document. It's like, oh, it looks like she's resistant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's looks like she was interrogated as a 10-year-old. Uh. I'm going to bring in some truth serum. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, just furthering kind of the... Uh, uh, I mean, I know, I know, Ethan. You had some things to say about about this interrogation. Uh, did you have anything further to get into, like why you had some hesitancy in in in, in accepting that scene? Yeah, I mean, like again, just because she's so, she's so young, um, and I guess like the interrogation, like it, it kind of seemed the questions were kind of odd uh, that she was that Reva was asking her. I just thought it dragged out too long. I don't think it was really going anywhere. Um, and then eventually they just kind of throw her in the torture chamber anyway. So I don't know. I think they could have. I think they could have wrapped up that scene maybe in like a minute or two, not spend mm-hmm. like you know eight to ten minutes. Doing yeah, it that. was a good chunk of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I although I did you know what I did like seeing uh, 
Leia, we already mentioned it, but Leia resists uh, the, the mind probing or whatever it is that Reva has, that mm -hmm. power she has. That kind of shows like the parallels uh, of her being like a Skywalker and being so young, she has this awesome potential for the Force. So that was um, really cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I thought that was cool, but yeah, I, I just think too much time spent on it was. Yeah. I think they seem to be they're almost afraid to make her like scared even though a 10 year old kid would probably be scared in that moment they're like oh Leia would never be scared but that's why they threw that line in when you look calm you're actually really scared yeah uh, maybe. Maybe the, the actress uh, who plays Leia yeah. just can't do it <laughs> maybe. Line then maybe find someone else <laughs> yeah, yeah recast in the middle of, this, of the series right Oh, I think I might have to head out soon, but there's one thing that I, I wanted to talk to about before I, before I headed out. Um, I know you guys are uh, probably more in tune with the Clone Wars than, than I am. And did you notice that um, one of the guys in the maple syrup was the, uh, like the teacher? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did type that down. Yeah. Um, Master Tara Sanube, who was uh, the teacher who, uh, helped Ahsoka find her lost lightsaber. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah, he's got he's got that wicked lightsaber that's white and yeah. it pulls out of the cane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. yeah. Yeah, he's all like shriveled up in there. He's. <laughs> <laughs> he's already so old. I barely yeah. noticed him. I was like, "What is that? A piece of beef jerky, or is that that guy from?" <laughs> <laughs> that's a good catch, though, and um, it's honestly, it's it's um, it, it's such a great. Uh, j just skipping ahead to what you're talking about there with the with the the whole Jedi tomb thing, um, we know from Star Wars Rebels that Luminara Unduli was used as bait at one point by the Inquisitor to lure uh, Kanan and Ezra to a particular place, which which is where he fights them um, for I think the first time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they believe that a Jedi is alive, and so they they you know go after her or whatever. They they fake these holograms to make it look like she's alive, and it turns out it's just her corpse in a box. And um, to me, I've always thought it was curious why they've kept a corpse of a Jedi in a box mm -hmm. for over fifteen years at that point, right? And now it makes total sense yeah, that they true. they probably just pulled the corpse out of one of these vats that they're preserving the bodies in right and then they took it to go kind of thing um where in actual fact they've got 30 or more of these jet dead jedi bodies just in this basement in this tomb so uh what a great scene you know to have yeah. all that down there yeah mm -hmm. okay well there's some uh some of these inquisitor guys at the door so they just want me to answer a few questions so i'm gonna have to, <laughs> right. have to head out just all don't right, tell man. them where we are or where we're going yeah, no worries. We're I'm sure it'll be path. fine. I'm sure I'll be back in five minutes, but you know, if I'm not, just continue on. Sounds good, man. We'll catch you later. <laughs> See you in a bit. <laughs> oh, All right. Did, um, did any other of those um, people in the tomb were they familiar, or was it just the guy at the beginning? Yeah, like, I, thought, I didn't personally recognize anyone else. I recognized. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I recognized the lady Jedi who gets uh, shot in the Jedi Purge opening scene to the first episode of the show, where she was protecting the younglings, and she gets shot. Oh, that was. Her. She was one of them. Right. There was another one that they zoomed in on who I didn't recognize, but it looked as if she, she was wearing some un Jedi like garb. And some necklaces and yeah, stuff like that. I was wondering about her. If and she was just like a 
Ancient Force user or something. That's the Jedi that I thought was married to uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character. Uh, mainly because Jedi Jedi aren't supposed to have attachments, right? Mm-hmm. So why would they bedrool themselves? Like, why would they have necklaces and, you know, whatever else? I don't know. To me, she just looked like... That just looks like a... Like a mom or or a um like a, a shmi skywalker kind of character right just the garbs that she was wearing and it was just curious because like is she's like the most un-jedi like looking person in the mix yeah and they I, focused I in on her too she wasn't a jedi <laughs> yeah and, and, and that's why i thought it was weird because they're all jedi in that room they're all jedi that and the inquisitor specifically have killed between the purge and now right which is the 10-year gap so it, to me i was like oh well maybe they focused in on her because she was that jedi that married uh roken or whatever his name is oh do you, do well, you think a... they'll come Sorry, up later well, now that Obi-Wan at the end is back with the Rebellion, the, he's interacting with this Roken guy. That might come up as a conversation. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. What were you saying, uh, uh, Ethan? Oh, I was just going to mention, um, like, I know you, you mentioned, like, Jedi can't have attachments. There was, uh, I have, like, brief knowledge of something called Grey Jedi. They were ones that, I think they had, like, different colored lightsabers or something, but they were, like, separate from the Jedi Order. I guess during the time of the um, Galactic Republic, and they were like more like citizens, so they kind of acted in their own yeah, uh, boundaries, yeah. but they still held like the force or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. Thing. So in the recent canon, they've kind of um, they've kind of moved away from that during the days of the Clone Wars and the Republic, but they've reintroduced that as an idea uh, in the High Republic era, which which is the new. The New Republic era, I guess, uh, which takes place prior to the prequel trilogy by about 200 years or so, they've reintroduced the idea that Jedi have relations with people as long as they don't maintain the attachment side of it. Um, and, um, and some of them, uh, some of them have a, a job called a, a way, um, called a, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Is it a... There's a specific, you know, you remember the, um, the Je- who's that Jedi? I think her name's Orla. She's she's the uh, it was the one. She was the one that had the double white lightsaber in the in the light of the Jedi. Oh, Do you remember like what I'm a talking singer about? Singer or something? S- yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, she was. She kind was of the like, one chosen to lead the uh, the Citadel, or whatever, right? In the High Republic, mm-hmm. uh, I, I forget. Yeah, I, f- I forget. Yeah, I, I think forget. she was the one that was, was yeah chosen to 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 run the. The new, uh, like oh, the, the space star- station. Right? Oh, the star. Oh no, not not her. I'm, um, I know who you're talking about though. Uh, I'm I'm talking about. A, there's a Jedi who, um, she basically she has a role within the order at the time where she kind of just she's she's like a Qui Gon character. She kind of was Wayseeker the word. Yeah, Wayseeker. I think that's it. I think I think it's Wayseeker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm get uh, you know what I'm it's Wayseeker be, and I, I I'm I'm trying to think I was like is it Wayfinder like no yeah. that's the little holocron thing I was thinking the same thing like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, Kylo yeah. Ren uses yeah okay well I guess uh, I guess we all uh, the, the the term way I guess is used a lot do you know the way this is the way um, <laughs> yeah this is the way. Uh, yeah Wayfinder <laughs> thank you Darian 
um, Wayfinder is uh, is is kind of the the the, uh, the new canon Wayseeker. <laughs> Wayseeker, the Wayseeker is is like a, the new canon version to the kind of like what you're describing, Noah or yeah, Ethan. Sorry, is the uh, uh, gray Jedi isk uh, kind of character. Though Ahsoka um, did somewhat become a bit of a great Jedi. Yeah, well. yeah, she did. Yeah, but she's no longer refers to herself as a Jedi, which is kind of the yeah. But it's what was traditionally a great Jedi in the EU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So Tala and her cover as an Imperial officer uh, really has some leverage as she bypasses security uh, in the fortress, and uh, she's really bad at being a secret mole. Just saying. <laughs> well, it's it's great to see her uh, like a visual reminder that these uh, code cylinders that they keep on their jackets are actually uh, basically clearance keys. Like it's it's great to have that visual cue because I feel like we never really get that in the movies. It's just something you no, get from like I the think books and stuff. And Ma- Mandalorian did it as well. Yeah, Mandalorian did it as well. But it's just uh, it's it's great to see that like that solid continuation of this is what those are for because most people would not pens. know yeah they're not just pens yeah or keychains <laughs> you know so they, oh, checks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your uh, your pez dispenser <laughs> <laughs> Little Darth Vader or yeah yeah um but yeah what do you what do you guys what are you guys' thoughts on tala i mean we've seen her now for two episodes um i think this would be a good episode for her to die in to be honest because <laughs> i feel like I know, I know it's, it sounds dark, but I feel like the good guy's always getting away. Like, they killed off that random pilot, but it wasn't, it didn't really feel like a sacrifice. You right. know what I mean? I, I, I would have felt that if she had died in this, like, giving up her life to save Obi-Wan and Leia, it would have been a lot more meaningful. Like, Reva could have killed her, right? Like, maybe during that scene? Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah, that would have also, um, it would have been a bit more gravitational because then we actually get some sort of sacrifice towards Obi-Wan's survival, right? Uh, so that would have been exactly. kind, of, kind of a good uh, like story Like I said, they well. tried to do that with that random speeder guy who was almost comical. <laughs> was uh, it, what was his name? Wayne or something? There was a W. Wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was like a nobody character. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't even they know pretty much brought, They pretty much it's, brought him in to kill him so if there's no emotional attachment. Well, pretty much, yeah. He was like he was attacking her in the speeder, not moving, and then he yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> the explosive, not knowing it was there. Yeah, well, <laughs> she force throws like a an explosive fuel canister yeah, at him. And, the wrong one. Yeah, but honestly, like when he died and went down with the ship, like I, I honestly was, I was like, Meh. oh, okay, whatever. That's so I mean. I wonder if it was supposed to be her, and then they got cold feet and just threw in some random person, so yeah. somebody died. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, who knows. But um, yeah, do you think it matters if scenes like like I feel like multiple movies, not just Star Wars, have this scene where someone is sneaking in and then the other is like doing something like I can't name a movie now. Now that I'm thinking about I it, need but a distraction. you know what I mean? Yeah, I need I need a distraction. I'm gonna wear like the the clone uniform or the imperial uniform and you sneak in it like this happens in every well it's movie. Just, it, it just it all goes back to my theory that star wars and fast and furious have like been writing on the parallel for quite a while <laughs> now the same yeah it's because in fast five they pull that whole police station stint and uh you know they get uh the two uh uh quick spanish-speaking guys to to put on janders uniforms and sneak into the police station and you know jiffy up the camera system and you know cause oh, yeah, it cause a huge like toilet explosion and you know the the rude officer gets like a massive 
flow of poop water they flowing up. That. They, they should have had <laughs> Tara or whoever her name was. She should have went into the can and rigged up explosives in the toilets in the freshers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the in the the refresher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, not the crisper that's in your fridge. What did you guys, What do you guys think about um, Tala throwing out the name of the Grand Inquisitor when she's trying to bypass the security? I thought it was a very curious conversation that she had with the security guard because um, she doesn't know that the Grand Inquisitor died, or so. Like we all know that the Grand Inquisitor shows up in Rebels, right? We don't know if that's also yeah. a loophole in canon at this point. No, it, it's it, I, I'm I, I have enough faith that they're not going to break it that hard. Maybe that's um, why they needed season two. Yeah, yeah I have no <laughs> oh, idea. Oh, no. <laughs> I have no idea. But whatever the case is, she doesn't know that the Grand Inquisitor was gutted and that he hasn't shown up since, right? We haven't seen him. Um, but she threatens the security officer and that she'll rat him out to the Grand Inquisitor um, if she isn't allowed to pass. And the officer doesn't know about this de- supposed demise either because mm-hmm. all we've heard as far as his status it, from Vader is that the Grand Inquisitor doesn't matter or he's, he's irrelevant right now, right? It, that was, it came up in the conversation when he was talking to Riva. And I just thought it was a very curious little back and forth that they had that neither of them know about what the fate of this character is. And to savor something like that and yet still bring it up, it just goes to show they're waiting for this reveal that he's still alive. And I get this feeling like by the end of the show, oh. he's going to come back. So instead of yeah. her being killed by Vader, she's going to be killed by the original Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, and I think this whole thing is a test, honestly. I think I think all of this is to test Reva in some weird Sith way that they do. <laughs> the Vader's, Vader's going about something. That seems like a bit much for Vader to use like his greatest foe to as like a, a Maybe. test for, for a random inquisitor. Here's the thing. I just hate to look at the whole thing as a, this is an excuse to put Reva on the spotlight. Uh, that, like the whole like shoving Grand Inquisitor out of the way just with a simple stab in the gut. Like I just hate to look at that as a simple way. Yeah, it's that. too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, it's too easy. There's got to be something bigger in the story that... that Like how did he not see that coming? Gives it cause, they're, they're right? Sith. He, he, well, he, I mean, he's a yeah, he's a dark Jedi. So, so like, you know, it it just doesn't make sense, right? Like, he he's a guy who has um, specifically been uh, trained in multiple lightsaber art forms. We've seen him face Kanan and Ezra in battle, and uh, you know, he he fights Kanan with like a couple swings. He already knows exactly what Jedi lightsaber format he's using against him and he's able to tell him exactly who his master is like to me that was always like a really crucial part of that character when when we're introduced to him in rebels is by fighting kanan he knows that his master was master depa balaba and it's like wow that's a pretty crazy skill to have you know can you imagine knowing the jedi masters that yeah knowing the jedi masters exactly forms yeah exactly so he's almost like to me he's like a master sifo ds but gone bad sort of deal like he's just like really skilled with a lightsaber. So to me, it never made sense that he just goes down so easy in this show without having like an actual purpose behind it. Um, and I have enough faith in the writers that they'll actually come up with some sort of good excuse for that. But um, that being you, said, I mean, there's only realistically like 50 minutes left of material. Right. Right. Well, like, yeah. I mean, ex- explain a lot in the next 50 minutes. Like uh, d- uh, that's assuming the episodes are only going to be. I mean, 25 minutes long. I really the, credits, the last but. two are an hour each. They've all been about an hour. 
Yeah, between 37 what? and 47 minutes, but... But then you, like, then you got credits on top of that, though. Yeah, you get credits on top like, of that. So. Material-wise, are we at, like, 30 minutes? Yeah, it is, like, between 30 and 40 minutes, basically. Well, but... let me throw this at you. When you watch Rise of Skywalker, how much information did they cram into that? Two hours. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> they didn't make the I movie think... long enough. <laughs> enough to make me not want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, actual epi- this last episode, actual episode time is about 30 minutes without credits. Tighter than I thought. Yeah, this is really tight. So I hope the last two they they utilize the time. That's why better. they stretched out the interrogation scene. <laughs> um, one thing to note about these uh, probe droids that pop up in this episode, which I thought was interesting, um, they called them seeker droids. We've seen probe droids, we've seen viper droids, we've seen seeker droids, we've seen numerous amount of the same kind of droid. They're always different. They're always different sizes. They're, uh, yeah, um, because the original probe droids are huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, what's the deal, right? So I decided to kind of throw this in there. Um, they're all different styles, different shapes, different models, all this sort of thing. The term secret droid specifically in the canon has been used once uh, for a very, you know, in my memory, a very specific character, which was uh, Aiden Versio's little droid that she wears on her backpack in the Battlefront 2 campaign story. And um, if anyone played that game, you know, you'll know what those droids are capable of. So I thought it was a cool little inclusion into the episode that they managed to call them secret droids. Hers is smaller then. Hers is smaller, yeah. Hers is different. Um, But they they kept the the sort of style similar, you know, in the sense that they just kind of float around and, you know, open doors and... I guess they've got a blaster on them or whatever, but yeah, I love uh, how yeah, it just floats around and sees something. It doesn't immediately attack; it just starts beeping. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when other stormtroopers show up, it finally attacks. These droids have been around for a very long time. We've seen them pop up in the Darth Maul comic book uh, prior to Phantom Menace. Uh, that was in, included in our canon uh, inclusion in the story, the, the Darth Maul "What Happened" episode that we did, and uh, they've been around for a little while. So it was just a great little inclusion for this episode. I just thought it was worth throwing it out there. Why do we keep going to Imperial facilities and we never see K2SO droids? You know, um, it's a good point. I feel like they should include them a little more because they are designed for security. Um, and load lifting. And yeah, and, and infiltration, I guess, because they're big, big tanky droids, right? But You um, think they... Wait, if they were sticking with the canon of what we saw in... Jedi Fallen Order, they should have been on the temple. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It might have just been a lack of budget for how much they could have done with the visual effects side. Because, um, because we, you know, the K2SO robot in Rogue One was all motion capture CGI technology. So, um, you know, with 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 this particular episode, they had a lot of help from the 501st to bring all the stormtroopers to life, uh, as they did with the Mandalorian. You know, such a great group to go to for. Uh, resources in that sense yeah save a lot of money yeah you certainly do uh the 501st costume group so you know that's that was was a great little budget cut there but i bet you there's somebody who dresses up as k2 yeah can you imagine going from rogue one and watching this show like the, the going from a cg k2so droid to a costume it'd be so obvious though that you know the legs the and background out of focus <laughs> good enough yeah i don't know I, no you're right though i feel like it, it would have been a very minor inclusion that they could have done very easily so um yeah i don't know i don't know why they didn't put them in there but it is what it is um 
Let's see. Obi-Wan's star killer moment in the dark. Did you guys like that scene where he comes into uh, the torture room? Oh, you mean watching the trailer for... Force uh, Unleashed 2. <laughs> yeah. Force Unleashed 2. I don't know if you guys recall the uh, the trailer, the, the, the cinematic trailer for Force Unleashed 2 when Starkiller goes into a... He's like captured... And then he breaks out of his chains and he just, he all you see lights. is, yeah, whenever he kills someone, the lightsaber goes on and then it turns off and he disappears and they're shooting around the room trying to find him. And then he comes out of nowhere again. And I just thought it was a really cool. It was better than like, the trailer. I'm sorry. I love the idea. Yeah, it, it was. Has, it, was. It, it looks super cool, but it has to be a smaller room with more stormtroopers, which yeah. I, well, I prefer that the actual the trailer version. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys, Ethan and Darian, did you guys ever play Force Unleashed 2? Um, I haven't, but again, like with all these video games, I usually end up watching the campaign on YouTube, so I have a good amount of knowledge from it, I think. This is yeah. an older one. I think it's 2009. Yeah, about there, yeah. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's quite pretty cool game. data by now. Yeah, yeah, and the trailers are always so great. They do a great job with those cinematic trailers. And Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer, yeah. You're Sam Witwer. He's going to be a, light, a Lucasfilm lifer. <laughs> I want to see him live action, man. <laughs> yeah, Star Killer. I always thought it was a great the Inquisitors. I always thought the Inquisitors were a great way to recanonize that yeah. character, and they still haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Unless he's an additional one who's still a secret apprentice. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get that far. I don't know. Should uh, I don't know? Dep- Someone needs to find out if Dave Filoni liked the Force Unleashed idea or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we see Obi Wan's use of a lightsaber and the Force at a new peak in this show. Um, and in the escape with Leia from from the fortress. And um, I must say, seeing a Jedi fight stormtroopers is always very cool and very rare because we don't, even with Luke Skywalker, we don't really get that. We don't really get a whole lot of lightsaber action with him slicing down stormtroopers. So it was a, it was a cool thing to see because other than the games and the animated series, we, we don't, we haven't had that yet, <laughs> you know? Did we? I'm trying to remember. Did we actually see any of the stormtroopers get cut in half or no. delimbed? No. That's so strange to me that they wouldn't do it there, but they were fine doing it when that stormtrooper falls off onto the laser gate. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess so. Because you think um, if they didn't do it, it was for a rating, so why would it be different? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just didn't feel the need to go that far i guess <laughs> i don't know um what are you guys' thoughts on on his lightsaber action i thought it was really cool like i liked how like raw it was like you can tell it like that what lightsaber is hot like it was like burning them as it was cutting through them and i think that one of my biggest takeaways from this episode i think the lighting's incredible yeah like I, I love that yeah. scene of um like in the darkness you guys were just talking about it's a little bit cheesy but like it just looks so cool and because like we haven't seen him use a lightsaber that much in this series for him to like use it there, like it was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just want more of it against yeah. Darth Vader, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was uh, definitely a much better environment than that last episode where Vader and Obi Wan are fighting on this kind of like the gravel, gravel pit, pit. <laughs> destruction <laughs> gravel pit. I thought it was a much better scene to have. Uh, some lightsaber action in a nice imperial base. So it was really cool to see, and all the stormtroopers and shiny armor and everything. It just looks really cool, visual effects wise. I take yeah. it. I take it, Ethan. You're not going to be a first in line to get that fifty dollar Lego set, which recreates <laughs> nope. the iconic dirt pit scene. Yeah, it actually comes with <laughs> real dirt. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a little little buckets where you spill the little golden 
amber orange Lego pieces onto yeah. the the ground and and then Obi Wan can run and hide behind the the pile of Lego gravel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I funny. feel like what what they could have done. I don't know if this would work, but like maybe last episode they don't have Obi Wan and Darth Vader meet, and then in this episode they meet in like a hallway or something, or like on the way out on like that like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the open air part of that building, like they could meet before he takes off or something. That would have been a cooler setting than the gravel pit. I'm I'm convinced we're gonna get another uh we're gonna get oh, another 100%. duel. Um yeah. if we don't, I'm gonna be severely disappointed. But I feel like the story's kinda headed in that direction where yeah, we're so you don't for wanna sure. see Obi Wan just be chumped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, like like what kind of a what kind of a like epic Fett, he'll rise again <laughs> yeah but i feel like i feel like even from the moment they announced this show they hyped up the duel between him and anakin again so hard right like they went full marketing spree on this is vader versus obi-wan again and if that was it like i'm gonna be i'm no. gonna be depressed <laughs> well they need to yeah be no i think really there's bad. gotta be something better yeah, there's got to be something better. I feel like it's leading that way with him kind what of. I'm thinking that like my hypothesis is because obviously we know they both end up being alive, and then they're not just going to shake hands and walk away. Yeah. So I think Obi Wan is somehow going to fake his death, or he's yeah. going to be like near death or something. Yeah. So I think. And too, Darth Vader thinks he's won and leaves. And that's why you get the reaction on the Death Star where Darth Vader. Yeah. Is, he, he senses him, right? It was like. Yeah, this is that presence I haven't felt since, and he kind of trails off like he's he's surprised, surprised, and almost a little bit baffled. Well, when he confronts Tarkin about it, he's almost surprised that he's alive. Yeah, Tarkin too. Yeah, yeah. So it is curious. I mean, maybe Obi Wan will fake his death, much like how he survived Order sixty six. Yeah. He so fell off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out in a week or well, two. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see a Cody cameo where Cody shoots him again. And then... Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Um I mean we we've had Tamara Morrison already make a cameo appearance in the show, so you know that would be <laughs> that would be drunk, cool. Drunk <laughs> Cody comes again. back to finish the job. Um yeah. Uh but yeah, I must say um it's very cool. I know I keep bringing up Jedi Fallen Order all the time, but um there's a lot of parallels. There's the, so much to talk about there. There there is and and you know something I really liked about the game was um uh, because it's very video gamey when you start off with no force abilities and you kind of get better and better and better as time goes by. Whereas Force Unleashed, you know, it was, it was like that and you got to this insane like god level mode. And, you know, it's kind of the idea of the game, but it also kind of breaks canon uh, by a, a long shot. And yeah, you don't um, want to be able to pull down a Star Destroyer? Yeah, no, exactly. And with Cal Kestis, it was such a it was such a great character because you start off with like the bare basics of a of a Jedi who's kind of lost tune with his um his feelings right with with his discipline in the force uh so he's not able to do what he used to do and as the game goes by you begin to relearn those things as a skill set and the powers don't necessarily exceed um what you were probably able to do before um or maybe you could do more than you used to as a young boy kind of thing but now yeah yeah exactly other jedi knights and stuff comparatively Right. So where that applies in this show is we've seen Obi-Wan very quickly kind of start to regain his ability to feel the force again because he's shut himself off for so long, much like how Luke has done in, in the sequels, right? And it's like so a leak. So it starts with a few few, you know, drops of water getting through and it gets 
Uh, yeah. The flow and the hole gets bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah, exactly. And at the beginning of this, I think it was the beginning of this episode or sometime in the last episode where we saw him try to move like a little wrench or something on the box and he could hardly do it. And then, um, and then in this episode now in, in like the later half when he's trying to block the window, it's like, dang, that's like a huge leap from where he was trying to move a little thingamajig. And like, simultaneously blocking blaster bolts. Yeah, while he's blocking blaster bolts, you know, so doing all that stuff. So I guess the action has kind of like forced him into the... The uh, the muscle memory. Yeah, the muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. So, so I feel like the next two episodes will get a lot more of a capable general kenobi again so you think we're gonna get episode three kenobi duel versus i don't know if it'll go that far i i don't think we'll ever see him the way he was but um but it is worth noting that he's going to not be completely useless um you know we saw some pretty cool hand-to-hand combat but nothing short of a blaster right and and Mm -hmm. um it's great to see him kind of recover some of his abilities a little bit to be a more at least a more capable Jedi than he than he is right now. It right? was also something that just crossed my mind right now that we haven't talked about. It's interesting to see Obi Wan using a blaster after going on and about uncivilized they are in yeah. both trilogies. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost like he has found himself as like part of the dregs. Right. He, well, he's got something to relate to it, I guess. Right. So uncivilized, and and he's like, yeah, lived, he sees himself as that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. He's living that life now. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great. Great point. Um, yeah, Obi-Wan has a touching moment comforting Leia at the end of their narrow escape. Uh, and, uh, with only two episodes left, what are we going to see in Wait, the Wait, why were there no TIE fighters? Two, I don't, yeah, that's a great, <laughs> like, that's a great. Yeah, like, and they chase after them? Yeah, there's only two speeders and they're, didn't we see, like, the whole roof Wait, is just well, full they, of TIE fighters? Yeah. Well, Reva said she let them get away. So, like, in yeah. Invader's interrogation with her, she she says that. And she Which, said by she, the way, annoyed me because that means that she did before Vader and gave him the idea. Yeah, I guess so. With, like, the Millennium Falcon, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I mean, like, uh, those speeders did kill, like, 95% of the stormtroopers that were on that platform anyway. So, I don't think anybody could have flown the TIE fighters if they wanted to. Well... I think the TIE pilots would have been up top. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they lower them down or what, but yeah, that was kind of an odd scene. I kind of agree with that. Yeah. And no air defense either. I, I, <laughs> this is an entirely defenseless but facility. Didn't, didn't Reva mention something about locking the facility down or like... Well, the fifth, the fifth or... brother, yeah, the fifth brother said something about locking Shut it down. It down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, they started His to over intense that. voice. Yeah, he's oh, honestly though he's he's been great, uh, yeah. son. He's been absolutely fantastic. You like it? Recognize him? I don't know if I no. like it. I don't know if I hate it or I love Dude, it. I after know. seeing him in Fast and Furious and now seeing him as as the fifth brother, um, after watching Fifth Brother and Rebels, like it, it's honestly like he's he's done such a great job at bringing that character to life. Yeah, I agree. I haven't seen Rebels, but I think maybe my opinion would change if I've seen that. But. Yeah. As of what I just see from Obi Wan, I'm like, wow, this guy's really intense. Always <laughs> yeah. pissed. He's always mad. Yeah. Um, well, with two episodes left, I mean, uh, do you guys have any thoughts on what we're what we're gonna see? Um, and uh, also taking in the rumor that the final episode might be reworked. That's the kind of the floating around on the internet about you know various different re-edits, reshoots. Uh, we might get a second season to this particular show. Possibly something focusing on Riva or 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 who knows what. 
maybe at this point it's a young Leia show. I have no idea, but, uh, you know, just taking in all of what we know. Uh, what, what are you guys' thoughts on and hopes for the last two episodes? Let me start with you, uh, Darian. Yeah, I, I feel like, so you're saying there could be like an Obi-Wan season two or more of like a spinoff thing? I mean, there could be. Yeah, there could be a season one. They, they haven't shut it down because I, I thought it was, I thought even listening from you guys, I heard that it was like an only like six part thing. Like that's it. Yeah, it but was. It, it was. I've, I've started to see a lot of tweets going around now, though, that 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 there's some reworks happening uh, that that the second season could could potentially be a thing. And, you know, they could always they, they never confirmed that it was ever going to be. Uh, OK, they just said it was a miniseries. So and a miniseries can right. be two seasons because Andor is going to be you know, uh, um, not an ongoing series either. So uh, that'll have like okay. a, a total of two seasons, I believe as well. So, you know, we could see right. a second season. I'll base my opinion off of there only being two more episodes left. Um, I think, yeah, I would like to see something. Darth Vader, um, Obi-Wan just kind of redeem himself. Like I don't need something as intense as like the Mustafar battle, but like just something to kind of show that Obi-Wan is still somewhat capable like he once was. Um, I would like to see less Leia if possible. I want her to go back home and just stay there. Like no more Obi-Wan, like wasting his time following her and finding her. Cause you've seen that in other shows. Mm -hmm. Um, honestly that that's really, that's, they always make these shows interesting. So I just want to see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. That's, that's all I want. Yeah, that's why yeah. they give it to us in such small doses. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's all anyone wants. Or you know what? And flashbacks, flashbacks of some sort um, would be cool. I think that was a little bit yeah. lacking in this last episode. They could have given us a little more flashbacks. Um, mm -hmm. Utilize Hayden a bit more. Yeah, and like I think they could even. Um, I don't know how they would like somehow show his face a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he's in the tank, you can't really tell it's him because there's so much like. Makeup, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, makeup and stuff. But if they could somehow show it, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. Ethan, what are your what are your thoughts and hopes for the last two episodes that we're getting? Yeah, I'll have to agree with Darian on the flashback stuff, and as well as seeing more Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Um, yeah, honestly, man, I think they could spend ten minutes on flashbacks in one of the two episodes that are coming up. I want to see stuff from Clone Wars. I want to see more Order 66 stuff. Um, Anakin walking through the temple, maybe, hunting Jedi. That'd be cool. You know, I, I really would have liked to see when they linked uh, Obi-Wan and Vader in the back of the tank in this episode. That's where I wanted to see flashbacks. Mm -hmm. That would have been a perfect opportunity. I think and I've heard a couple other uh, commentaries say the same thing, so my opinion isn't really independent, but... Um, yeah, a lot more Clone Wars flashbacks would be nice, just kind of relating the two. Um, and then, yeah, just more focus on kind of Obi-Wan's development. Like, I want to see him talk to Qui-Gon, maybe. Uh, maybe Master Yoda. Like, just him really, like, tapping into the Force again, really showing him, like, meditating on that. Um, just to build his character arc even more and to bring him back to that hopeful Obi-Wan that we see, you know, in A New Hope and in Rebels, where he's with Maul and he's a super confident fighter again, so... Um, yeah, less Reva, less Leia. I just want more of the two characters that I came to see because it's an Obi Wan Kenobi show, and that's what I'm here for. So, yeah, yeah, totally. I got you there. Blake, bring us home here. What are you? Uh, what are you hoping for the last two episodes of? I actually, I'm gonna go against the grain a bit because I kind of, as far as like 
sure to see the visuals of seeing Obi-Wan and Vader fighting again. I think it'd be awesome. But as far as the greater scheme of the story, I think it's better if they don't. And I'm saying that because Vader is now in a position that he thinks Obi-Wan is weak. So it makes sense in episode four. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan was weak. And now he feels that he needs to bring himself back up to that level. And we already know he reaches that by the time he duels Maul. So I think I would be okay with him returning back to Tatooine and starting to become more of a traditional samurai and really getting into his roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and as uh, I was, was just mentioned, I think Qui-Gon's going to show up and that's going to be part of that. Yeah. That's what I would say. That's what I would like. Yeah. No, that's certainly a great way to look at it as well. Um, man, lots of lots of great speculation, and uh, with only two episodes left, it'll be not that long before we find out what it's all what it's all coming to. Uh, I do really also hope that that Liam Neeson makes his appearance in this show and shows up as a Force Ghost. Finally, I feel like that'll be the uh, the re pinnacle again to kind of show us. Oh yeah, once he was able to communicate with Qui Gon, now he's able to do it again because he's once again in touch with the Force again fully. And able to do what he used to do. So uh, perhaps by the last episode we'll get that version of Obi-Wan again. And uh, you know a much more hopeful version. Uh, like what we see in Star Wars Rebels and, and A New Hope. So mm-hmm. uh, however that happens, I'm game. Um, fellas, thank you all for uh, joining the show uh, this week. And uh, it was great chatting with all of you. Ethan, Darian, and of course, Blake. Thank you all for chatting. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Keep flying. All right. And uh, to all our listeners tuning in from home, thank you for uh, once again listening in on Star Wars Escape Pod. We're looking forward to uh, the last two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We still got to get around to our uh, deleted scenes for the anthology films at some point where we go over deleted scenes for Rogue One and Solo and... uh, variety of other pieces of Star Wars in different areas and um, more what happened episodes around the corner for all those characters that you want full length canon review story arcs for break it down one bit at a time so may the force be with you all and we will see you in the next one